0: Hey, everyone, it's your girl, your auntie, your friend, and your host of the show, TK. Our mission is simply to bring knowledge and information to inspire and help young men and women in the community transform their lives. Welcome to the Back and Forth TV podcast. So welcome to the Back and Forth show. It's your girl, TK, your host. And here today I have my guest, Mr. Jacob Pruitt.
1: Hey, TK, I'm definitely excited to be here um, for your inaugural (laughs) back and forth show.
0: Yes, definitely. So welcome to my first show. I'm so glad to have you here. And um, just a little bit about Jacob before we get started. Um, Jacob is he's actually an executive in the asset management industry in Colorado Springs. He leads a local team who is responsible for executing, excuse me, A multi-year strategic plan for the site, which integrates brand awareness, social corporate responsibility, uh, facilities management, and local government relations. Jacob actually has also worked for the Vanguard Group, um, where he's head of distribution, institutional asset management. He was also responsible for overall business strategy and leadership in the Western region, asset management, and financial advisory business. Um, Jumping ahead a little bit, Jacob is also a decorated United States Marine, um, Corps Desert Storm and Shield Ward veteran. That's amazing. Thank you yes, for your service. Yes. Proud to be
1: there. I don't know who this guy you're talking about, though, really. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jacob, he also shares as the chairman of the board of Colorado Springs Chamber of Commerce, the EDC, and the board of governors for the Colorado Springs Chamber of Commerce, the board of directors for Teach the American Colorado, the board of trustees for the University of Colorado Foundation. The Board of Colorado Investment Services Coalition. Prior board services included the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Harvest Community Food Bank. And also in his spare time, Jacob is really active with Boy Scouts of America Troop. I didn't know that. Um, Um. Co-authored the family goal planning guide and workbook, and he's also completed multiple marathons in Chicago and Cincinnati.
1: I'm just tired hearing that, right? but you make me tired reading that bio well,
0: you know it's <laughs> impressive though there's all this you've had such an amazing career. um there's no denying that. And I'm like, I need to work harder get myself together. I'm you know,
1: like... I've been blessed with some very unique opportunities and mm-hmm. you know and just just simply I wanted to make a difference in my community so. Leaning in is important for me. So that's Mm -hmm. just part of what I do.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. So our topic for today is black professionals in the corporate world. And I was really excited to have you here for this topic because you have this really robust career and you've been able to make it work. Before we jump in, just a quick icebreaker, what is something that you've learned to do since we've been in quarantine that you didn't know how to do before?
1: A great question, great question. Well, you know, quarantine has been kind of unique for me because I have five boys. So we've been quarantined <laughs> in some very unique ways. Uh, but, you know, w- one thing I have learned is that this time has is, is given me an opportunity to spend time with my family. Uh, I really to I think, rediscover myself. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I've done during this time frame has been getting outside and mm-hmm. enjoying the outdoors here mm-hmm. in Colorado Springs, obviously a beautiful area. Um, so I've been getting riding bicycles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a mountain bike. Uh, really nice mountain bike, and I've done the trails, I've been on the Santa Fe trails, and just, just exploring the beauty of Colorado Springs. So it's That's been good. Amazing. And staying in shape, which I need to do.
0: Oh, well, you gave a nice answer. I was going to say I learned how to wax my eyebrows <laughs> by myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my and goodness. Speaking of bikes, I don't even think I remember how to ride a bike, for real. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, we got to get you out and, no, it, no. and get you back on mm-hmm. the bike, right?
0: I tried. It's, it's a, embarrassing.
1: The whole thought is once you get on and once you ride, you always know how to ride. No, you don't. Yes, you mm-hmm. do. I yes, tried. you do.
0: I tried. We'll
1: put some training wheels on. How about that?
0: Oh, it's too late for me. It's too late.
1: <laughs> Come on, TK. <laughs> All
0: right. So jumping back into the topic here, black professionals in the corporate world. So, you know, why do you think this is a relevant topic in our community?
1: I think this is a very unique topic in our community because Colorado Springs, obviously, the community um, is comprised of a lot of different sectors, and business drives a lot of this, the decision making here in Colorado Springs. And it's important that we have a strong presence here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what what I've noticed is that you know, from a city perspective, from a county perspective. They listen to the business. They listen to business executives. Mm-hmm. So we, as people of color, have to play a role, and we have to be at the table. Mm-hmm. So I think there is an opportunity for um, people like ourselves to continue to grow and to continue to lean in and to let the broader community know we have the skill sets, we have the professional expertise to not only drive uh, own individual businesses and corporations, but we have also have an opportunity to help move this city forward. So I think it's important that people know we're here and, um, and we, we have the opportunity to have an influence in the city.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's a relevant topic too, you know, because more now than ever, a lot of, um, you know, black or diverse, you know, um, people that are going into the corporate industry, they're first generation corporate workers, um, so I think it behooves us to make sure that we're sharing, you know, what it is we know because sometimes when you're going into an environment where no one looks like you exactly and you're the only one and then no one in your family has done this so you don't know, you know, proper, you know, you don't have that professional polish, right? You don't have the right etiquette, you know, per se. Um and then also just how to connect and make things happen in your own career. I think Absolutely. that's a challenge when you are coming into this the first time. Um, so why don't you just start by telling me, um, you know, working in the corporate industry, what are some, you know, odds, politics, or maybe some obstacles that you faced early in your career?
1: Well, well, TK, in order for me to give you context, let me give you a little bit about my background. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. I grew up in a little small town in West Tennessee, the youngest of 13 kids, um, on a 13, yeah. <laughs> lucky 13. I'm lucky 13, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, Are you the last of the 13 or at the beginning?
1: I'm the last.
0: Oh, you're Youngest the Youngest of the 13, oh, yeah. That's so, you
1: know, there was a lot of give and take for me at a young age uh-huh. in getting what I needed uh, to survive in a mm-hmm. house of 13. Um, but but one of the things I, w- I would offer up is that I think it gave me, you know, we were, we lived, I grew up on a farm, a little small farm in West Tennessee. Um, my dad and my parents, you know, they were, you know, blue collar workers, right? So- we started very humbly in Mm -hmm. our beginnings and uh, statistically I probably shouldn't be in the space that I am today. Mm -hmm. Right. But in spite of, right. Mm -hmm. And in spite of all the obstacles and things that um, came in front of me, I think hard work, um, the idea that that I wanted to do better. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make an impact. uh, And I wanted an opportunity to show the world that people of color who come from humble beginnings can make a difference. Right. Mm -hmm. And land somewhere. Mm -hmm. So, so as I, make my journey through um, corporate America. I started, you know, right out of college, I had an opportunity to go to New York city, um, spend time on wall street, get an opportunity to really learn the financial service industry. And I didn't get there just by accident. I had a really good mentor uh, early on in my career who gave me an opportunity, who brought me forth, um, gave me opportunity to really understand the financial services industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, And it helped me advance my career. Now, along the way, there were obstacles that I faced, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Being a young black man, um, I'm tall, I'm 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", dark, um, handsome, Mm -hmm. all those great things, (laughs) right? (laughs) But a lot of times when I would walk Um, into meetings or uh, experiences with clients, they would see my exterior, right? mm -hmm. And they would think that, oh, well, what are you here to do? Are you an athlete or are you here to... You know, help clean the room. There were mm-hmm. all these perceptions about um, a, a black male and coming into a, a corporate setting or, and and being in, in working with clients or engaging with clients. There was always these obstacles that I needed to face. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I needed to do is really let them know that I had the expertise, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so once they got past my exterior experiences and and feel and look, I was able to explain to them I knew I knew the financial services industry. I know how to work with clients, um, and I know how to lead people. So once I got the foundations um, established, Mm -hmm. things became easier, Mm -hmm. right? As I continued to advance my career, you know, one of the things that most leaders and people of color experience is just being the only one. In most of my experiences in corporate America, I have been the only one in most settings. And during those scenarios, I just have to be really comfortable Not only being the only one, but making sure my voice is heard, right, Mm -hmm. and making sure that I not only think for myself, but I think for the people who come in behind me. Um, So, in spite of, I've I've been able to have some level of success, Mm -hmm. and it's it's not an easy road. But I think for individuals who want to, you know, drive this path and and walk this this take this journey, you have to be confident in Mm -hmm. yourself and your skills, and you have to just make sure that your voice is being heard and. And you to also there's there's some support and some mentoring that comes around along the way along the way as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point you bring up. And just so I can back up a little bit, so you were in the Marines first.
1: That's correct.
0: Right, and then you went to school.
1: Yeah. So, so quickly some um, context there as well is that I graduated from high school, went straight to the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. uh, spent time in uh, Paris Island, South Carolina. And then went from there to Campbell, June, North Carolina, and then went directly into mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. So Marine Corps, all through college, um, was pulled out of college my senior year to go to Desert Storm and Desert Shield and was on active duty for a year in combat. And then came back, finished up college, and then got an opportunity to go into corporate America.
0: Wow. Wow. So you said a few very important things. And I know that when I started out, um, you know, on my journey in the corporate world, um, I also walked into a situation where I was literally the only person, you know, starting out in my training class, you know, moving to different areas in the company. I was the only one. And one of the things you mentioned was mentorship. That was very, very important. You know, tell me about how you actually made that happen. How were you able to connect with someone and find a mentor?
1: Well, a couple things. Let, let's be very clear. There's a difference between mentorship and sponsorship. I knew you were going
0: to say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I needed to make sure you, you there's clarity around that because there, there are two different functions, right? Mm-hmm. A mentor is someone that you can loosely establish a relationship and a mentor will act as someone who could give you guidance, um, help you move through an organization, help you figure out the basics of a corporate America or, or any experience, right? That mentor, and a mentor is someone who's going to work with you throughout your career, Um a sponsor is different. A sponsor is someone who's going to be your advocate. When you're not in a room, uh, when there's an, a, a new job or an assignment or an opportunity to advance your career, that sponsor is speaking on your behalf. Mm-hmm. So people need to understand mentor, sponsorship, right? And so my, throughout my career, I had an opportunity to have both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my mentor is someone who I've had for 30 years, and you know they, they work with me not only on my corporate experience, but they work with me with more personal experience, right? So if I need to talk about, hey, what's going on in my household or my kids, my mentor is always there to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. I've had sponsors who have come in in and out of my life over the last 20 plus years. And those sponsors have done a couple of things for me. One example, um, I had a sponsor who I engaged with early in my career. Um, I showed him my work, showed him what I was doing, and this sponsor basically invited me to New York City and basically exposed me to all, the, all of the moving pieces of corporate America, put me in front of the right people, got me promoted the first time. That's what a sponsor does, right? Another example of a sponsor was that in my life, my most, re, my current job, my sponsor called me out of the blue and said, you know what, I got this job for you. I think you'd be great. Um, have you ever considered Colorado Springs? Not only did my sponsor tell me about the job, but they helped me negotiate the package to come into the firm mm-hmm. so that's what a sponsor does mm-hmm. and so as you move throughout your career, you know, mentor you may choose, but a sponsor chooses you
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is so true i mean we'll we'll, we'll pause on that topic because we're going to come back to that here in a second, but <clears throat> I think for a lot of people that are, you know, kind of at the bottom and they're starting out, you know, for the very first time, going back to that, no one looks like me, there's no diversity here. How can I possibly expect to make it, right? And so I think that challenge just initially getting in the door sometimes can discourage people from staying and continuing to move forward. Um, and I know this is a challenge you face. I face that challenge. You know, what are some things that you did to overcome that and you know, continuing to stay engaged?
1: Yeah. Uh, Great question. I think there are a couple things that you can do. Um, I think when someone comes inside an organization and they're brand new and they're trying to get their foundation and their footing and they're trying to find their place, I think first, you need to make sure that you're excellent at what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You got to be good at your job. You got to do probably, in most cases for us, we got to do twice Mm -hmm. as much, right? Mm -hmm. And we got to show up. We got to show up on time, uh, we gotta be prepared, right? We gotta prepare ourselves not only for the current opportunity, but we have to prepare ourselves for the next opportunity. Right. 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 And then when you come inside of Corporate America or any setting, you know, you don't need to conform. You you bring your full self to work, but you also have to understand the environment that you work within, right? Mm-hmm. So you probably can't come in with a light blue or like pink suit, right? That's not have, <laughs> corporate America. <laughs> or
0: Jordans to work right. right. So yeah. you
1: got to you got to understand your environment. You got to know what the the climate is, and you gotta you gotta you know kind of make sure that you understand what that climate is, how you work within it, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think the other thing is that then you got to begin to begin to seek those resources, and what I mean by resources is like who inside the organization can you connect with. Mm-hmm. And that connection can be with a person of color who's already in a leadership role or someone who's doing phenomenal things or who are respected inside the organization. Or it could be someone who's not a person of color mm-hmm. that you can make a connection to and you can build a relationship and they can help you navigate the organization because that's the probably the most important thing that new individuals who come into an organization are trying to find their way is understanding the unwritten rules inside of a firm. Uh, how decisions are made, uh, mm-hmm. what's the culture, right? Uh, who, who, who owns the power inside the organization, and how do you make sure that you get access to that power? Those are some of the unwritten rules that you've got to really understand. And sometimes when you come in, you may not know the the, the map or the roadmap of how to get to those points. Mm-hmm. So you gotta you gotta talk, you gotta connect with someone who already knows and has the. It's almost like they have the roadmap and they can give it to you. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to learn through trial and error.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. So I remember a couple years ago. This might be like three years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, mean, I don't know. But Jacob, he actually mentors me. But anyway. It's
1: a tough job. But I'm, I'm <laughs> staying with it.
0: <laughs> I know I'm a piece of work. I know. No, she's outstanding. The Lord is working with me. She's okay? outstanding. <laughs> So I was actually going through a leadership program at that time. And I think just before that, we started to meet and you told me, so TK, tell me about yourself. So then I started going on my whole like career spiel about how long I'd been there. You're like, that is not what I asked you for. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, oh, you're like, tell me about you. I'm like, uh, I was born in Colorado Springs. You're like, no, no, let me tell you a story. Um, and I think this is one of my favorite memories and also one of the most valuable lessons I learned. And you had told me a story, and I don't remember the specifics of it, but I remember you told me you were going across town to somewhere with an executive. Yes. Did you tell that story?
1: Yeah. So you want me to tell it? Yeah, I
0: want you to, because, you know, I don't remember the details. I'm going to be
1: <laughs> all over the place. TK's putting me on the spot here. Uh, no, No, I think the point that I was trying to get across to TK as we met early on was... Tell me about you, right? And mm-hmm. what I mean by you, what's your brand, right? Who, who is TK? People don't want to know the typical, well, you know, I grew up here, I did this, or here's all of my my bio. I'm reading my bio. They want to know about you as a person. Mm-hmm. And, and the story goes as such. Um, I had an opportunity um, after a meeting and with our CEO. I did an introduction for him in a, a fireside chat. And he said, Jacob, you want to write to our corporate headquarters, and that was probably about 10 miles away. And he's like, Get, I got a car here. will not you ride with me? Mm-hmm. So I had 10 minutes with our CEO. And in that 10 minutes, I needed to make sure he knew who I was. And he didn't want to know what department or what function I worked for in the firm. He wanted to know about me as a person, right? So it was more around me explaining to him, you know, a little bit about kind of where I grew up, um, but also things that, that drive me my career aspirations, um, a little bit about my family, because he needed to know the full Jacob Pruitt versus the, you know, the the resume of Jacob Pruitt. Um, It was a really engaging conversation. I I really learned a lot about him, kind of things that, how he got to where he was, Mm -hmm. and also just his vision for the firm, Mm -hmm. right? So what what I would offer to you is that any time, you may not know when, where, or how, but you're going to have that moment, and mm-hmm. it may be with a you know, CEO, it may be with a senior executive, maybe with somebody, it may be with the president, right? And you're going to have those one to two minutes, what's your story? Mm-hmm. So what is your story? And how do you tell that story in a compelling way that someone can walk away and say, I know this person? Mm-hmm. So that our CEO now, when he sees me, he, he asks me about my kids, he knows my military. So he knows me as a person mm-hmm. versus as one of the 8,000 individuals here in, inside of the firm that we work for, so...
0: Yeah. And again, that's definitely one of the most valuable lessons to this day that I feel like I continue to use over and over again. So I remember when we had that discussion, you know, I kind of realized, you know, an opportunity could literally be anywhere and it, it may not be no full blown, you know, hour long interview. It could literally be I'm stuck in an elevator for someone with someone for like five minutes and I just need to give this quick little thing but so when I took that back and, you know, I, I really dug into it to understand, okay, well, what is it about myself that I want people to know, right? Um, I took that, like, several steps for for uh, further. Um, I actually went to— So
1: what do you want people to know, TK?
0: What do you, I want people to know? You're on
1: the mic. No, we, <laughs> this ain't about
0: me. But I want to share, like, what I did, though, because okay, it might help on. someone. But I actually— uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's my interview now, I'm taking over <laughs> <laughs> You
0: are not taking over in this interview <laughs> um, But what I did is I actually went back to my family and friends and people who knew me Just even outside of work um, From their perspective to find out, okay, what are strengths and weaknesses that they perceive And I found out so much stuff that I wasn't even aware of Like good stuff, but then also bad stuff Like I yeah. can be aggressive, but that can also be a good thing But it can also be a bad thing And sometimes I have to be aware of that stuff um but then along with the strengths and the weaknesses what are, what are my values like who am I at the end of the day um because there's going to be some opportunities that come come across the table that you know I realize and this is for anybody it just may not align with your values and you need to be prepared to stick with that too um so really digging into that just from that little bit of advice that you gave me um i was really able to use that like going forward in my career and in interviews, anything that I do. I was able to really take that and, you know, just with that little piece, you know. So I think it's important for, you know, people to spend time knowing who they are, truly.
1: Well, I'm glad that I could help a bit there, TK, but, but I think you hit on a very valuable point is your value system, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to have career opportunities, you're going to have things that come at you at, in, in life. And you will have to fall back on those values and to say, well, this is for me or not for me. I'm willing to take this risk or I'm willing to walk away because my values. And that's kind of what will help you from a, your compass, your North Star, mm-hmm. right? And it will mm-hmm. guide you through your career. So um, I would encourage you or any other listener to think about, <clears throat> excuse me, what is your value system? And are you willing to stay true to that value system? Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it's important. Um just to know these things, right? Just because, you know, regardless of what nobody says, it's political in the corporate world. It's very, very political. And so it's very important that, you know, as individuals move forward in their career, right, that they're owning their story. Um, So one thing someone told me, it might've been you, it might've been someone else. I don't know. I'd be talking to people. Okay, But (laughs) someone told me that, Um, that if I don't tell my story and I'm not sharing all this information, then someone else is going to tell it for me and it may not be the right thing, right?
1: That is so true because you have to own your own story and you have to own your own narrative, right? Because Mm -hmm. to your point, your story and how you're perceived inside of an organization, whether it be corporate America or outside, right, is is predicated on your brand, right? Mm Because your brand precedes you, so people will hear about you, and they will get a certain point of view of you, even before you meet them, right? So that's why you have to control the narrative in regards to what you're sharing, how you're being perceived, and what you want to be projected around yourself. So I would just say, make sure that if you have an opportunity, whether it be with um, you know leaders or within the organization, or just within the organization, mm-hmm. make sure people know your story. Right. Let define yourself. Don't let anyone else define you. Mm-hmm.
0: So in terms of how do I let people know my story? um, I think there's several things that, you know, um, individuals can do on their own. Um, I think some parts of that might be networking. Can you talk a little bit about networking and how that helped you?
1: Yeah. Um, Networking is extremely important, right? And I think there are different forms of networking, right? Mm -hmm. A a lot of times people see networking as going out and having a drink or right, or mm-hmm. happy hour. That's a form of networking. But I think the true networking is really, going back to your earlier point, is to getting to know a person and to getting to know a person's story. Right. So some of the things I've always done is that, you know, create your, you know, it's almost like I create a map, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that map has different sectors, and those sectors are, you know, if I wanted to know individuals, Um, Inside of a a corporation who does marketing, or someone who does um, who is part of the senior leadership team, or or even if I wanted to meet a group of individuals who are outside of the firm, I Mm kind of lay it all out, and Mm -hmm. I have a plan. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not by accident. Networking is not by accident, but you have to be methodical. You have a plan, and it's got to be natural, right? Mm -hmm. But I think you do need to, just like anything else, you need to lay out who and what who and what do you want to know about. A group of individuals, mm-hmm. and then lay out a plan of how to get there. Because I think networking will will offer you all kind of benefits. <clears throat> Excuse me. E- even from a standpoint of your next career opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Or it could be if, if you want to be a part of a, a corporate board or or just a nonprofit board. Networking will help you get there, mm-hmm. right? Networking goes beyond just again the corporate setting, but even if you have a, a child or and you want them to get into a certain school or if you want to uh, get access to a certain university, it's all networking, right? Mm-hmm. It's who you know and mm-hmm. how well they know you and are they willing to kind of stand in the gap for you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I would just say be intentional about networking. And because um, network is powerful. Um, most people get to their next career opportunity or, I think, level of success by not what they know, mm-hmm. but it's by who you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So hold, make sure you know a lot of people.
0: Definitely. That's definitely important. So networking is one. And you mentioned a couple of things earlier in our conversation about sponsorship and mentorship. So getting your story out there, I think that's very important to have sponsors, right? How would one go about finding these sponsors?
1: Yeah. I think it's tough. Yeah. The sponsor uh, angle, it's just a little challenging, right? But I, I think it starts a couple of different ways. Number one is if you're doing really good work, mm-hmm. right, and you're hitting on all cylinders, and then you're telling your story, you're not letting your story be told, but you're telling it yourself, somebody's going to notice you, mm-hmm. right? And then if they notice you, and they said, you know, I've had scenarios where people see your work, they enjoy what you're doing, and, and they say, well, you're doing really good work here. Why don't you come out and chat with me? Mm-hmm. Take that opportunity. Don't. Not go by and have a quick meeting with them go by and and then then you get to tell your story a little more right um and then what I've seen that is that sponsors can see something in you and they want to be a part of it. they want to be a part of the mm-hmm. rise or their star being you know taken off right so they want to be a good part of success, so they oh it's almost like they're tapping into you because they want to be a part of your rising star mm-hmm. right and um and most sponsors once they kind of link up with you, they will take you places that you can never have never can get access to, right? Mm -hmm. So um that sponsorship thing is kind of tricky because sponsors have a certain degree of power Mm -hmm. and they only want to share it with a certain amount of people. So for us it's a challenge in a lot of times because they don't want to share their power because Mm -hmm. they understand what that power can do. That could take a person from where they are and move them to the highest ranks of an organization. So It's a trust factor. You've got to build trust with them. It takes time. Uh, It's in the office space um, and engagement. And it's also probably a little after their office engagements, uh, whether it be dinner, whether it be interactions. You have to be willing to become a little vulnerable. You got to share a little bit with them. Um, But when you connect with a sponsor, it could change your career.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely important. So we got networking, mentorship, Mm -hmm. sponsorship. Um, knowing your personal brand, right? Mm -hmm. The final thing, and you actually touched on this a little earlier too, um, about performance and experience. It's very important that if you want to progress your career, that you're actually good at what you do. I think some people coast and they think, oh, I'm going to just get over. No, that's not how it works, especially not for us. We need to be the best doing extra work to try to make it to the next level, um, which I think some people discount that. You actually need to know something, you know, and you need to be good at what you do, right? Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah. You, you actually have to be good at your craft, right? People, mm-hmm. people are going to test you, and there's a basic expectation that you know the fundamentals of your job, right? You know how mm-hmm. to get things done. But for people of color, we have to be, I'd say, exceptional at what we do, mm-hmm. right? That means that you got to come in and put the work in eight to five And that means that you're probably gonna have to work later than eight to five. That means you gotta probably work from five to 10 sometimes Mm -hmm. to really get it done and be prepared. And then you gotta do a little work after hours, right? Mm -hmm. And then I think you gotta also know the marketplace. So you gotta go out and understand the industry that you're working in. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is getting engaged in industry conferences, getting engaged in in opportunities to just hear what the broader marketplace is doing. Mm -hmm. So for us, we have to make sure we're on top of our game at all times. And and one of the things I would say is that we also have to make sure we're helping each other because a lot of times we will look at one individual and say they're doing well and instinctively we want to bring them, pull them down, right? Mm-hmm. But I think we as a as a group of individuals have to be willing to work together, help bring each other up. If one person is having a challenge, being willing to uh, lean in and help them out, get past the hurdle that they're working on and then setting the stage for the next next tranche of individuals or the youth or the individuals who want to be a part of this industry, right? Mm -hmm. Help Bring them forward. So performance is key. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times performance performance is simply preparation, hard work, and being ready to take on a new challenge. So if you got those three things in place, you're going to be okay. Mm
0: And it's funny, you jumped all over my next point. <laughs> well, I got you,
1: I got you. <laughs>
0: but, you know, I, I do think it's very, very important, especially since there's so few of us in the corporate industry, right, that we reach back and that we pull some someone up with us. And there's actually this quote, and I forgot to bring it up before, and this is one of my all-time favorite quotes. Um, <clears throat> and it's from uh, Andra Nui. you know, you remember? Are you familiar with her? She was the former CEO of Pepsi. Oh yeah, oh,
1: yeah, Absolutely. yeah. And
0: so she said this. She said, "Please help others rise. Greatness comes not from a position, but from helping build the future. We have an obligation to pull others up." That's, that's, and so that's powerful, isn't it? Though that's powerful. You know, I'll be reading. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but um, so you reached back, you pulled me up, and so you know, I in turn, I don't care how busy I am, I'm gonna find someone to go and help. And I think some of us. Some people, they get so huffed and puffed up. I'm in this position. They should be coming to me. I think it's intentional that we go and find people and just say, hey, my name is X, Y, and Z. How can I help you? Here I I am, you know, anytime that you need me. Yeah.
1: I I would agree. You know, a lot of times I think individuals, to your point, they get a a position of power Mm -hmm. and they want people to pay homage to them. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think it's important as a leader, and I try to make this a practice, is finding those individuals that are new to the organization who are trying to find their way and make yourself accessible, right? Because that could change a person's career mm-hmm. by you being accessible, spending time with them, letting them know, hey, you can do this, right? Here are just a few small things you need to be aware of mm-hmm. to help you enhance your career. So that's so important is, is that you've got to be the bridge builder, right? Mm-hmm. you got to go back, and you got to – help bring um, the young, the new, the inexperienced through the organization. um, Because somebody did for me, Mm -hmm. right? I Mm -hmm. I, I fondly remember um, being in a similar scenario early in my career where someone gave me an opportunity and told me, you know what, you probably should think about these things and why don't you try this, change the trajectory of my Mm -hmm. my career.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's very important. I also think, um, and this just came to me just now, that it's important to speak up to, right? When we see something happening to another associate, why are you, what are you, what are you saying? Why are you treating them that way? You know, being able to just kind of own that and and not being afraid. Cause I think that's easy to to be, you know, complacent when we're the only ones and we're trying to make ourselves fit into this box. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. That's a great one. Cause you know, cause a lot of times people's like, well, it ain't ha- it's not happening to me, so let me not say mm-hmm. anything, which is mm-hmm. a disservice, right? Right? So when you see something or you you, experience, you see someone experiencing, whether it be racism or uh, being treated inappropriately, you should say something. Right. And, and I only I would take it a little further than that. When you get in a scenario where you're beginning to have some level of influence, uh, you get at the table you've got to use your voice. Mm -hmm. You cannot be at the table and say, I'm here, I'm so happy, I'm just going to be at the table. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a disservice to all of the individuals who are trying to strive to get to where you are. Mm -hmm. If you don't say something, if you don't express what the challenges are for individuals who are trying to come behind you, or if you just don't let people know what you're thinking, let them know your thought process, let them know that you have a, um, a point of view and, and not only from a point of view perspective, but let them know that you're thinking strategically around the firm and, and the employees within that organization because, mm-hmm. you know, people, they want to hear what you have to say. And if you don't open your mouth and lean in, then I think we miss an opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely work together, not against each other.
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: for sure. So... Um, you know, as we kind of wrap things up here a little bit, um, and I really hope that, you know, all the listeners that you or guys are learning something, that you really take something away from this. But, Jacob, what would be the main takeaway from this discussion today?
1: Well, I think the main takeaway from, from this discussion, simple. simply put, is that we all face challenges as we move throughout our career. Individuals don't do it by themselves. I don't care if you're a person of color or non-color. No one gets to a, a point of um, power or influence or, or success in their life without, without a group of individuals working around them. And I always say you need a board of directors, right? Mm-hmm. You need a group of people who can be your sounding board. Uh, you need someone who's thinking about you inside of a room when you're not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need individuals who can support you morally, um, physically, right, um, on a day-to-day basis and This is a long. This is a marathon, right? It's a a journey that you have to take. There are going to be ups and downs. There are going to be twists, but don't get discouraged. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times um, individuals in in our industry they get discouraged because they run into roadblocks. I'm a firm believer that you should always keep be prepared, keep pushing, and if a wall or glass is above you, around you, you got to break through it. And sometimes you got to break through it inside your organization, or you got to go somewhere else where you can get what you need, Mm -hmm. right? Um, don't sit and wait. I'm a firm believer. Don't sit and wait. Um, we're, we're a group of individuals who have a certain skill set. Um, we have certain expertise, um, and we have power within our ranks and within our uh, race as a group of people. So, I would encourage you to just go out and 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 push the envelope, right? Mm-hmm. And did
0: you say envelope? I did. Oh. <laughs>
1: You that subs and draw con. But but keep pushing. (laughs) I'm not gonna even try to say a word again. Just keep pushing. Absolutely. Just keep pushing and just make sure that you don't give up. Because that's what that's what I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people are looking for. They're looking for you to give up. And when you give up and then you move out, right? Then that's one less person that that they have to deal with. Mm Um so those are some thoughts.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you, Jacob. I really appreciate it. Um, You know, just a last closing thought. You know, I'm a God-fearing woman, and I also feel and believe that, you know, anything that we do career-wise, you know, promotion comes from the Lord, not from ourselves, and that we need to make sure that we're praying, you know, about what our next move should be. So I did want to close with a quick scripture, um, and this will be Psalm 75, 5 through 7. I want you guys to read this, study it, meditate it, let it soak in. Um, and it says, "Lift not your horn on high; speak not with a stiff neck. For promotion cometh neither from the east, not from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge; He putteth down one and setteth up the other, or another." All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank Outstanding. you guys. Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining. Jacob, thank you so much for coming today. No, thank you I really for appreciate me. you making the time. And I'm a cry.
1: This is my first episode. <laughs> And I would just say, TK, outstanding <laughs> job, um, all the success in the world. I know this is your first endeavor in this space, but I know you do—you will do great work.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Well, um, guys, we're about to wrap up. But um, if you can and you like what you heard, you learned something, go ahead and hit that like button. Please subscribe. Um, you can follow me on social media, Instagram and was it Facebook. Twitter, you can hit me on Twitter, but no, not TikTok. (laughs) I don't know nothing about that. Um, I have Twitter, just so you know. I'm still learning how to use Twitter, but you can hit me on there if you want to. And that's going to be at Back and Forth TV. Um, If you'd like to become a guest on the show or a sponsor, you can head to backandforftv.com, and I will get you taken care of. But until then, you guys all have a nice week, and I'll see you next time.